Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. All right, guys, we're here. It's great to see you. Uh, I'm sorry, when I get in the presence like that, I can sense his goodness and just his love, and it moves me. Um, we've been talking about the God of other gods, no other gods. That's what we've been talking about. No other gods. And oftentimes we look at for the obvious things, right? When we hear having no other gods, we think of probably one of the 10 commandments, which was thou shall have no other gods before me. And we might picture an actual idol, something physical, but it goes way beyond that. And it's important to remember that having an idol is really elevating something above God in our lives. So it could be something that you can grasp, but it can also be something that is in our hearts, thoughts, a type of way of thinking. Um, And I want to talk to you today about something that we all have struggled with in different areas. It doesn't look the same for everyone, um, but it's important that we daily assess the condition of our heart to ensure that we don't fall subject to shifting our focus from God. So today I'd like to address the God of self and the importance of living a life of humility. What happens when we let pride in our hearts? It can seep in so like subtly and uh, I want to start today um, first by praying God we thank you for this opportunity for your word but I pray that every heart every ear would hear this God we thank you for your word that is quick and powerful that it can trim away the things that need to be trimmed away and add to us so God we ask you to add to us let us hear by the ears of the spirit in Jesus name amen let's start in Proverbs 16 18 Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Pride has a way of sneaking in, and it's not always loud and boisterous, although it can show itself that way. Sometimes it's in a thought, a simple thought, a thought that is like the seed of a weed. And if you don't deal with it, it begins to grow and extend to other parts of our thoughts and our thought patterns. Um, And as that continues to grow, there is then a stronghold of pride. Weeds, I don't know if you knew, but weeds do have seeds. And they also have the ability, I thought this was interesting, to lay dormant in the soil for years before germinating. So this is why it's important to follow scripture as it says to take captive every thought. Everything that comes into your mind, every thought, you take it captive and bring it under submission to God's word and Jesus. And, um, you know, as we've been doing this for a while now, we've had we've been blessed to have so many people come through and uh, to work with so many great leaders and um, because this is something that we, bat- you know, battle with in the flesh, every so often we'll have to deal with pride, the subject of pride. And um, what's so consistent about when we have to address pride with people is that oftentimes they don't even see it. They cannot recognize it in their lives. 
And that's what's so tricky about it. Um, and that's why it's so important to be able to, to be spirit-led to where you can hear from others, the God in others that is speaking to you. Um, it's not impossible for somebody to recognize pride, but it is difficult once it's taken root. So in rare occasions, someone will acknowledge the presence of pride in their life, but it takes the presence of humility to do it. It takes the presence of humility to acknowledge pride in our hearts. In other words, the more humble you are, the harder it's going to be for pride to take root. Um, And, you know, I love to always talk about practical ways because we're people, we're practical people, and we we have life, and life happens, and, and so anyway, I wanted to give you a few examples of ways that pride can creep in. I'm going to start off with the ladies, and I'll end with the guys, okay? Um, and there's some good stuff in between, but ladies, have you ever struggled with feeling like you cannot come out unpresentable, like you cannot be seen undone at all? You can't wear the same outfit twice. You got to make sure if you take a picture, the filter's on it. People have to know that you're in perfection all the time, 100%. I want you to think about it. That's, there's a little bit of pride in there. I'm not saying that you shouldn't come out looking presentable. I teach our children, you know, represent God well, represent yourselves well. But I'm saying when that becomes such a God in your life that it's like, no, I, like it begins to mess with you if you absolutely are not 100% when somebody sees you. Um, there, that begins to dabble in last week's sermon, which is the God of public opinion. Um, for some people, hardship, like they won't admit to hardship. Right? It's like, I never have a bad day. I can face any challenge. I'm fine. You know, you give religious answers to things. I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, there's no recognition of any type of hardship and overcoming it or vulnerability. Vulnerability is such an important trait because it says that you're authentic. It says that you're humble. Um, never. Okay, so this is more on a personal note. I just did it, so you guys just saw it, but... I had a problem with pride in the area of, like, I didn't want to cry in front of people because I saw it as a sign of weakness. And the Lord dealt with me on it because, like, I couldn't control it. It's like any time I felt the presence of the Lord or I was moved for people, like, waterworks. And I'm like, God, I really don't, like, I would fight it, you know. At at the beginning of, like, learning how to minister and stuff, I would really fight it and I'd try not to. And I'd be like, I really don't want to and why do I have to cry? I'd have these conversations with my wonderful husband, who's such a great, wonderful person in my life. Um, And he would say things to me um, that really encouraged me in my walk, and and he reminded me of who I am and who God designed me to be. And uh, so that really helped me along the path. So you have to be able to listen, you know, listen to others. Um, But God dealt with that aspect of pride in my life. And I think... You know, I wanted to address the men for a second. You guys are so powerful. You're so needed in our lives. And I'm, you know, it's unfortunate that society has pushed this whole thing, which is not true, that if you show any sign of tenderheartedness or crying, that it makes you weak. And, um, and it's almost like if you don't, you know, if you don't hold that up, that, that like, it's a negative thing. So... I wanted to encourage you because I always look back 
at Jesus as our example for everything. And when I look at Jesus and the life that he lived, he was a tender-hearted person. He was strong in the ways that counted as a man. And I'll be honest with you, the men in my life, um, I'm so thankful for them. I, I, they, were, they have been wonderful men, strong men in the ways that counted, and then tender-hearted. Like, my grandfather would always cry when he felt the presence of God. You know, my dad, I've rarely seen him cry, but he has a heart for people, and I always saw compassion. And so that is so valuable. So I just wanted to encourage you men. You are valuable in that area. When you lay down the pride of saying, well, this is what society is telling me to be, God has created you to be strong, mighty men with a tender heart towards him and towards his flock. So um, (laughs) it's story time. (laughs) I asked permission to tell the story. I was like, are you okay if I tell the story? Uh, I think you're going to like it. Okay, so... Um, when I was pregnant with Christian, so this was over 10 years ago. (laughs) I see you locking up right now. (laughs) I was very pregnant. It was our anniversary. And I had, uh, I I had gotten this anniversary card and we were going out to, to dinner and I was getting ready to present. Of course, I was super hormonal. I'm like pouring my heart out into this card about everything. I felt all my love and what I was thankful for. And so while we're sitting at dinner, I give him the card. I'm so excited. And as, and, and wait, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. I went forward too fast. Okay, let's, let's rewind. At the beginning of our marriage, <laughs> Pastor Joshua did not really emote. Um, you know, y'all know he's very logical. Well, in that season, he was very unexpressive with his feelings. So I didn't see him cry. I wouldn't see him like really moved by anything. And I would get frustrated because here I am, the feeler, you know, the crier. And, um, and I'm like, why don't you feel what are you like? You're like a robot. And I would call him the robot. And, uh, but I've been so proud and thankful to watch him on this journey and God just expand his heart and see how much he has a heart for people, a heart for God and and see him broken before the Lord's presence. It's been a beautiful thing. Okay, so fast forward back to the, you know, the anniversary dinner. So I give him the card, and as he's reading it, he starts crying. And I'm like, yes, I've cracked the code. I'm so happy. <laughs> I made you cry in a good way. And it was so fulfilling. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was it. I just wanted to tell you guys that. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing it's a healthy thing and and it brought us together even more okay luke 18 so two men went to the temple to pray one was a pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector the pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer i thank i thank you god that i am not a sinner like everyone else For I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. First of all, like, who says I don't sin? Like, we all sin. Okay, Um, I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, "'Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner.'" I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, 
and those who humble themselves will be exalted. What a great example uh, and a warning against us getting too high and lofty for ourselves. Just because we are in relationship with God, just because we're growing, does not give us the right to begin to look down on others and to condescend and to get puffed up and think we're better than anybody else. Without the Lord, we're nothing. The Lord is the one who has brought value to us and and fixed us. And we, in turn, then have to pay it forward and begin to help others to become the best version of themselves in Christ. So it's important for us to crush that because it's easy when you start looking at somebody else. And I see this all the time as believers. We have to we have to push that down. We have to cast it down and say, we're not going to look at somebody else in judgment like that. We're going to look at them in love. We're going to help them to grow. It's, it's about shifting your heart to a place of compassion and not judgment. That's where pride can seep in. So nothing good ever comes out of being prideful. It can carry somebody for a distance, but God's word is true. Pride always comes before destruction. And I've seen... I've seen it so many times. People's lives begin to decline when they are so full of pride and they cannot see any other way. Um, and, it's, and it doesn't just affect you spiritually. It affects you naturally. Things begin to just fall apart in life. It may not be immediately. It may be a few years down the road, but the word is true. Um, so it's important for us to walk in humility. Now, there's two types of humility. One is Good old-fashioned, real humility. And then there's false humility. Humility always seeks to decrease the attention from us and shift it back to God. False humility seeks to draw attention to my humility. So look at me. Look how humble I am. I'm so, I'm so humble, you know. It's, it's a fake humility. John... 329. I love this. I love this. When John the Baptist spoke, he understood the assignment. Listen to this. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the best man is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. So John saw Jesus as the bridegroom and himself as the best man. And his response deflected glory back to God and away from himself. He was elevating Jesus' stature. If we could just get this, you know, in, in, it's important for us to always be looking for a way to bring glory back to God. In everything that we are blessed with in our lives, in what he's shown us, in the revelations that he gives us. It all is for the purpose of not just elevating us into a closer relationship with him, but being able to draw men to him. So there is no self-promotion in humility. Zero. There is no self-promotion in humility. And it's important that when we relate to each other, we're doing the same. We're, we're walking in humility. Check out First Peter 5, 5. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Like already when I hear God opposes the proud, I don't want to be on the side of opposition. I want to be on the side where there is grace. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. 
Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. So I find what happens is when people start chasing honor and people start chasing uh, recognition and accolades, it's, it's so backwards. Like when people aren't looking for it is when the word says that it blesses you because you don't have a need for it. You're not trying to draw. It's like God can trust you with it. And um, humility is something that is acquired through obedience to God's word. So that if you're wondering, how do I get to a place of humility? It's acquired through obedience to God's word. Many Christians think that because they know the word or because they do their devotion daily and they review the word, that it counts for something. It does. It's limited, though. Like, there's a limit to that. It's not what is the most important. The most important is the application of the word daily. So you can know a bunch of word. It's just like the religious leaders back in the day. If you know all the word, but you're not applying it and allowing it to transform your thinking, your heart, the way that you live, what you do, then you just know a lot of information. But when we allow the Lord to transform us and to really, and we apply the word, we say, okay, God, your word says this. You begin to love what God loves and hate what God hates. So you reject pride. You're able to identify when you get a a thought of pride, you're like, no, I'm, you know, I, I need to uproot that. I need to not think in that way. Philippians 2, we have the ultimate example of Jesus. And I would encourage you, whenever you're doing a study on something, it's great. You know, you can grab things from different parts of the Bible. Always, I always look for this. I always look for how Jesus handled that specific subject because he was our ultimate example. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. What type of humility did that take? To take on the blame for something that you didn't do and, and do it willingly. Therefore, God elevated, see how it says, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and in heaven on earth, under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. That was perfectly outlined right there. It's important for us to daily seek ways to humble ourselves before the Lord, and that's where we find our growth. When we can humble ourselves and say, God, you know, this has been a hard thing for me to let go, whatever that hard thing might be. But I'm humbling myself because I know that you know better, you know best, and you say that this is good for me, and I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to allow your Holy Spirit to do a work in me so that I can begin to walk in obedience. When you realize this, that pride was the first sin, it helps frame how damaging it really is. And it has eternal effects. When you go back to the beginning, Lucifer in the heavenlies, what happened? He began to want the glory for himself. He began to feel like he was missing out on something. And now these thoughts of, I need to elevate myself. I need to have some worship for me. I need attention. And then 
a little bit later, you see the same thing happening with Adam and Eve. So now he begins to try to reproduce his experience through somebody else. And this is how he works. He begins to try to reproduce that experience in different ways in our areas of weakness. Um, there's something that, that people begin to think is like, I'm missing out. And that's why they don't fully submit to God is because they feel like I'm missing out. Or maybe this is just the best way that it works for me. Of course, when you ask somebody point blank, are God's plans better for you or is, are your plans better for you? And they'll all say God's plans. But then when we're living it out daily, sometimes we get caught up in these little thought, you know, hiccups that say the opposite for us. So let's look at the beginning. Genesis 3.1. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Okay, so here's where the turning point is. Remember we talked about how it all begins with a thought and a small seed. So the turning point happens. The woman was convinced. And it was at this moment that the thought took root and deception took place. Because that's what pride does. It deceives us into thinking something is good when it's not. So now her perspective has changed. She saw the tree was beautiful and, it, and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom. Keyword here. She wanted the wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. You know, we go back to pride. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. You see how she was seeking wisdom and was doing it through a like getting deceived in a way of like, I need to know more. Like there's something God isn't showing me. There's something God is keeping from me and was pursuing this wisdom, this higher knowledge. But the word says that pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Humility is such a critical part of a Christian's walk. If we can't get humility, you can't get anywhere because a servant is, is really the highest call. Being a servant to others, being uh, submitted to God is, is the position that we need to be taking. So if things started with pride, we have to know that we'll be tested in this area. And God's desire is that we walk in obedience and humility. And when we do that, true wisdom and honor will follow so we have to move, we have to shift our thinking to, from trying to pursue honor, trying to pursue status, trying to pursue, a per, you know, people perceiving me this way and say, God, how can I be a servant to you? God, how can I lay down my life in a way that is pleasing to you? How can I give you everything? And sometimes it's a simple prayer, like, God, just help me. I don't even know. I don't know where to start. You know, like I, if you've grown up in an atmosphere of a family who was very prideful 
or you've just been a prideful person all along, it's never too late. All you have to do is say a prayer and say, God, help me with this. And the Lord will begin to show you. And if you say, well, I look at my life, I don't see an area of pride. I challenge you to still ask, God, show me if there's an area of pride in my life. Because it's simple things, like I said. I mean, you could, you, it's something as simple as just being, having pride in, in yourself, having pride in, in like you being the best at what you do, having pride in your family, having pride about your last name. Like, and I don't, you know, I know legacy is important, but I want to remind everybody that it's important, even more important than that is building God's legacy. So we have to be sure that when we say things, that we say them clearly. We say them so they aren't misinterpreted. We say them from a place of, God, I'm trying to exalt you above everything else. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for shedding light in our lives, God. If there's anything in our minds, if there's anything in our hearts, God, that we've kept covered or that we may know or not know, God, we ask that you would reveal it to us, and we are willing to surrender to you today. God, we hold nothing back. We don't want any hindrances to what you're wanting to do in us and through us. And God, today we choose to say that we are laying the God of self down. And Lord, we are exalting you. You are our God. We are your people. And Lord, we pray that you would help us, Lord, in the areas that we've been weak in, the areas that we've had an oversight in. God, let your Holy Spirit quicken us. Remind us, Lord, of your word. Remind us of what direction that we should be going in. Lord, teach us to be careful with our words. Teach us to be careful with our hearts, God, and the things that we entertain and what we do. And Lord, we don't just want to be people who rehearse your word. But God, we want to be people that live it through and through. So today, God, we lay down every form of pride, false humility, God. And we ask that you would humble us, God. Humble us. Let us have the, the mind of Christ, the heart of Christ. God, let our hearts be filled with compassion and love for one another. Let us honor one another. Let us deal with each other in humility. And God, let's work together to continue to further your kingdom. But God, I pray today as we have laid down these things, God, that you would fill us up with your good, goodness, God, with your love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Let us walk out your word like never before. And I thank you, God, for blessing each and every person, Lord, and drawing us closer to you. And God, if there's anyone here that maybe this is their first time really wanting to draw closer, God, I pray, Lord, that they would just have an open heart. And as we're praying together, let's say this prayer for wanting to invite the Lord to be Lord of our life and to really help us on this journey. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me new life. Today I accept this free gift. And I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of all my wrongdoings. And help me walk this journey. I make you Lord of my life. 
And I accept you in all your benefits. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.